Well, welcome to the Valley Hoops Insider Podcast, and we have Vance from March to the Arch Podcast. I am super envious, A, number one of their name, and B, of their following, and C, of how smart they are about a number of things in the Missouri Valley Conference. And we're talking before the championship game on Championship Sunday at Arch Madness in downtown St. Louis. And Vance, first, tell me about how you and uh, Baker started the March to the Arch podcast. So Baker and I have been friends for about three years, two or three years now. And um, we have this lunch group at work that we eat lunch with every every day, essentially. And um, we're the Missouri Valley guys of the table. There's a lot of Big Ten guys in the table. And... I would say that um, the majority of the lunch discussions was about Missouri Valley basketball. And go. I'm not going to say they were annoyed, but they said, you know what, uh, we're not as dialed in as um, you guys are. So we thought, you know, we have some pretty good takes here. It's kind of fun. We actually want to just we want to record what we uh, have been saying because we have a lot of crazy takes early on in the season and how do they pan out through the season. So we're like, you want to try a podcast? And March to the Arch podcast was born from a lunch table at work. March to the Arch podcast. I am still ticked off. I did not take that name. Uh, so you guys have been doing this about a year. About a year. This is our first season, about 30 episodes, 31, once we get done with the, uh, the wow. championship. And it's been fun. Uh, we've been just thankful with the following. We knew there was a niche audience out there because we are that niche audience. And right. we knew there was people that wanted to consume Valley Hoops uh, information. And, you know, I think it's one of those things, sitting around just talking hoops, Two guys from the Midwest, Missouri Valley Conference, there it is. So one of you is a Southern Illinois kind of fan, and the other guy's the Illinois State. Get, who's who? So I am the Saluki. So on, I, I went to SIU. All, both my parents went to SIU. I'm from the area. Um, I, I bleed maroon, and I've been coming to Arch Madness <laughs> since I was in diapers. My dad has been to all 30, so 30th no anniversary. Kidding. Is he so, so he's here this weekend? He's here this weekend. Um, looking forward to watching the game with him. That's uh, that's really where my fandom came through. Was my dad and my parents both went there. Season ticket holders of both basketball and football, and uh, I made up with it. Spectacular. Well, you guys have to be excited that Brian Mullins, Hall of Fame player for the Salukis, is now back there. Absolutely. Um, I had the pleasure of, I was a manager for a year in Carbondale, and it was Brian's uh, senior year. So I'm just, it's, welcome home, Brian. It, we're very excited, you know, just in one year, I mean, picked to finish 10th and, you know, over, exceed expectations and, you know, had a chance to beat Bradley. And um, it's just been a great season. I think just the fans are, are, are back. I mean, we're filling the Banterra Center. Um, there's just a lot of of you know momentum with the Salukis that we're very excited about. Uh, and so you've had me on your podcast a time or two. Uh, is that a regular thing you guys do guests often, or is it mostly you guys sh firing off those hot takes? So it's it's both. We love having great guests like you. Um, you know people that have passion for the Missouri Valley. I mean, you have the one of the or the best uh, websites uh, yeah, for Valley the, Hoops. If, if, if the, it's not true, but just no, say that. The, yeah. yeah, the Valley Hoops <laughs> Insiders. So you know you have a passion for the Valley, and we appreciate that. And that's really what we're looking for is not just us sitting around the table, you know, talking basketball, which I mean, people enjoy, but we do want the, um, the professionals to uh, come in and join us uh, from time to time. Did you guys have Mark Adams on? We did not. No, you're, we you're didn't have get him. Yes, we will. Yeah, we hope to. I'm going to grab Mark, I think this week sometime, but you ought to have Mark Adams on. So uh, no doubt you've, you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars out of this <laughs> cottage industry. Um, but tell us, 
Like, what's, what's the kind of goal? Is the goal just, hey, we're doing what we're doing, and we'll try to get a few people to listen, or are we building an industry here? So, um, I think you nailed on the head, we're, you know, making hundreds of thousands of dollars, but um, <laughs> no, we are, we bootstrapped this, this thing, we bought a couple of microphones, we run it mostly through computer phone, and honestly, it's, we're going to see where it takes us. The passion is what we're, we're there for, you know, it's um, more of, we want content out there. If people want to be a part of it, the interaction on social media is what, what we really like, is just finding those other fans mm-hmm. and it's really made us better Missouri Valley fans because I would say you know most of the time I focused on the Salukis but now I'm you know dialed into the Crusaders or dialed into you know Drake and I know their rosters and it's really helped me just from a fandom perspective. Let's talk a little bit about the tournament before we let you go. Uh, it's been nutty oh. and uh, you know nothing went has gone the way people have expected it. Four of the dark four of the colored jersey teams have won uh, the eight games you know the, the lower seeded teams and here we have four versus seven here in the championship game uh it's just had been it's been a crazy tournament so i don't i don't think people are surprised that bradley's playing today but the route in which they got there Mm -hmm. is the surprising one i mean I, i think everyone thought that yeah they could upset northern iowa but no one thought one two and three would have lost <laughs> and we have a thursday night team harry playing in a championship game for the first time ever yeah i mean two thursday night teams made it to the semifinals i mean that is just it's record-breaking you know years um here it's one we're going to talk about for hopefully the next 30 years in st louis and um i it, it just throw your hands up in the air. What happened this year? Um, I think that you know the the looming question will be Northern Iowa's fate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be the conversation after today. Sure. But not to take away from Valparaiso. I mean, with uh, Javon Freeman, Liberty Kaiser, love watching him play. Um, Fizikas is you know killing it from three. It's going to be a fun game today, Harry. Should be a fun game. And I was surprised when I went back and looked because I don't memorize who beat who and all that. They, these two teams played one another, split on each floor, and both of them won by double digits. I mean, it was uh, Bradley won at home by double digits. Valpo won at, uh, at home by double digits. And and so this game could go either direction. You know, you, you if you step back and look at the body of the work, you think Bradley is the better team. And they're the more athletic team and, and all those kinds of things, the eye test and all those kinds of things. But once you break down, well, how did they match up and how did those things play out? You go, oh. They can they can do this. The same thing happened to me yesterday. I'm looking at the Valpo breakdowns between them and Missouri State. Well, they had split two games. And I was like, oh, wait, this is going to be a game. I thought they were going to get blown out yesterday. It'll be interesting, too, just legs. I think everyone has said, you know, sure. four games, four days. You know, I think that's going to be the narrative early on. But, I mean, these guys are college students. You know, hopefully they got a good night's rest last night. But it's – I, I don't think that narrative is going to play out today. I think we're just going to see some good basketball, and uh, hopefully the, the fans watching on CBS you know, get their money's worth today. One o'clock tip on CBS if you're seeing, listening to this podcast. And uh, Last night at the post-game press conference, one of the questions to Javon Freeman Liberty was, uh, so does this take you back to AAU ball four day, you know, a game every day or multiple games every day? And he said, yeah. You know, and, and so these kids, they've they've done this. Right. Now, the problem is the other team has only played two times. Right. I mean, it's not like they've both played four days in a row. And so Bradley may have a little bit more skip in their step. And they're a deep team. They mm-hmm. can bring a lot of different people off the bench. The guy I keep waiting to emerge in this tournament for Bradley, who I've said all season long, he's my favorite player in the league this year, is just Sean Henry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he hasn't been much of a factor. And I think in a game like today, when one team might be getting slower, slowing down a little bit, and, Brad, and Valpo's got to concentrate on Childs and Brown, 
I think Cannell and or Deshaun Henry could be the difference makers. I do too. Um, you know, I think the Bradley uh, playbook is get Cannell hot early from three, and then um, they have to uh, Valpo will have to extend the defense out, and then they'll just bang it down down the middle and uh, look at good post play. That's that's one of their uh, recipes for success. I think they've done it to the Slukies now three times, and I think that they just try to get the three going early, and then you know work it down low. I was talking to Todd Eichow, their play-by-play broadcaster. That podcast is up. If you haven't listened to that, when you get done with this one, pop over there. You can listen to Todd Eichow. And I said, how are they going to handle Childs? And he said, They're, this is what they do. They force you to the baseline. They don't want you to go into the middle. So so look for the Crusaders to double-team and force Childs and Boya and Barr to the baseline. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and double team. So we'll see how that plays. Their pressure defense yesterday was so impressive, that kind of three-quarters length of the court press. And, of course, Javon Freeman Liberty is a spectacular defender all by himself. So I think that pressure defense is an important part of this game. Absolutely. And, I mean, defense is what's going to win this one. Uh, just late in uh, conference tournament, you know, uh, we, we've been saying legs, uh, you know. Uh, so defense, I think, is going to be key. And, you know, Bradley has been bringing it. And so we'll, we'll see what happens today. Um, it, it's it's going to be a, game, a good game. Brian Wardle is an intense guy. He's probably the most intense coach. Well, I don't know. Dana Ford's pretty up there, too. Those two are the kind of the intense guys. And, uh, and their team is going to fight hard. Here's the sidebar that, that Vance uh, – by the way, Vance from the March to the Arch podcast, in case you're just getting this midstream. Um, here's the sidebar. Daryl Brown Jr. was named to the second team of the all-conference uh, postseason teams. Javon Freeman Liberty was named to the first team. Daryl Brown came out publicly and railed those selections. Not anybody in particular, right. just that he deserved to be on the first team. Mm-hmm. And I think that interplay between those two players and Brown wanting to prove again. He, uh, Brian Wardle told me the other day, you know, Daryl Brown and, and uh, Nate Cannell have had a chip on their shoulder for four years. Under-recruited, they felt. They both felt under-recruited, ended up at Bradley, have had a chip on their shoulder for four years and taken the program to Great Heights, went to the NCAA tournament last year. And here they are in the championship game again, still feeling disrespected. It, it's interesting. I mean, you went to the NCAA tournament last year, and, um, you know, it, it, it's the motivation of student-athletes that I think is just so interesting, mm-hmm. right? You know, going out on Twitter and just, you know, we have this platform. We have social media platform now. But, you know, at first, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, focus on the game, maybe not about the accolades. But a lot of things, what I like about it is that's what's motivating him. And mm-hmm. he wants it out there and, you know, just say, hey, I'm – I've got to put up, you know, uh, put up or shut up. And, you know, he's he's doing it now. And so, you know, I, I like the intensity that he, he brings. And, you know, I think um, – I think they got the they got the first team right. I think, but you know, it's just one of those. Let's get it out there, locker room talk, and um, he's got something to prove today, and I think he will. And whether or not he's too motivated will be a, a good yeah. question. the The other thing is that he took a spill near the end of the first half yesterday, and kind of ran off like his right hand was bothering him. Didn't take. And he took two shots the first 10 or 11 minutes of the second half, only scored like four or five points the second half. And, and I wonder if his hand is 100% healthy. So there's a lot of behind-the-scenes thing we have to worry about, wonder about today. Right. Um, you know, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, you know, speaking of social media and things taking off, is uh, Brian Wardle's shoes from uh, oh, yeah. this weekend. Does, I mean, he have, does he have a podcast? I mean, a, a, a Twitter handle now? I, I think his shoes will. You know, <laughs> he'll uh, join the likes of Porter Mosier's jacket and uh, others out there. Jumper. Sister Jean's jumper. 
for yep. But yeah, those uh, those shoes. I, I hope they make an appearance, maybe with a, a red you know suede coat to go with. Oh, them there's today. no doubt he'll be wearing the shoes, but uh, we'll worry about the red coat later. But one thing I think is interesting too, um, as someone uh, put it up or texted me last night is. Four of the five first-team all-conference players are not playing today, or have, didn't play in the semifinals. Wow. Isn't that wild? That is wild. I mean, I, I just thought of course, that was two a, of them were Panthers. So, right, but yeah. yes. But still, I just – I mean, this this tournament. I mean, it has just been a, gr- a great weekend, um, full of upsets, which is, which is fun. But, like I said, after this game, um, I think all eyes will be on uh, Northern Iowa and what – the Missouri Valley, if we can get two teams. So, what? Give me the final thought. Is uh, what is the next thing coming for March to the Arch podcast? So, uh, we'll break down uh, the uh, the weekend on our upcoming episode. Then we'll see what happens in the NCAA uh, tournament. We'll we'll break down that and recap the season. Then on the off season, uh, we're hoping to get maybe some more guests to talk, dive deeper in like the history of the valley. Um, talk more about uh, maybe a little bit of recruiting, but really just you know get dive deeper into history of the valley. You know get some of the good stories out there. We've met, we've networked and made some great connections this weekend and uh, hopefully have some good guests in just to continue to tell the Valley story. And that's what we enjoy about it. Appreciate you taking time with me today. Thanks, Harry. Thanks for having us. That's Vance from the March to the Arch podcast. You've been listening to the podcast here. Remember, since you've been there, make it a better place. You've been listening to the Valley Hoops Insider podcast right here on valleyhoopsinsider.com.